the establishment is in full panic mode. Absolutely full panic mode. And it's really, really exciting to see. So if you see here, uh, a super PAC has dropped uh, a whole lot of money against Bernie Sanders. And as a result, Bernie Sanders supporters have come through with $1.3 million in 24 hours. So the Democratic Super PAC with, I don't know, it's uh, what is it called? Uh, something for Israel uh, dropped $700,000 in one day against Bernie Sanders. And Bernie Sanders supporters in response put in $1.3 million. So small money is actually beating big money in this case. We also have uh, our friends at Third Way, the sleazy, sleazy, sleazy Wall Street funded uh, think tank uh, writing columns in USA Today. So, of course, these are the people. These are the people we need to hear from on why Bernie Sanders would be terrible. Headline, Democrats court doom by backing Bernie Sanders. His ideas are toxic outside blue America. So I'm not going to read that piece, but it's by uh, the people that are uh, that run Third Way, which is a Wall Street funded terrible think tank. You have the super PAC spending that's out of control. Then you have Third Way writing opinion pieces on how terrible Bernie Sanders is and how he can't win in, in, in outside of blue America. And I tweeted this out. I tweeted this out earlier, but it, it's just astounding to me because facts don't seem to matter when it comes to the Bernie derangement syndrome. The reporters that write these stories, the editors that allow third way to basically print nonsense and propaganda without fact checking them. So let me just explain to you when third way says Bernie Sanders is toxic outside of blue America, um, then somebody has to explain. Somebody has to explain uh, how it is that Bernie Sanders in 2016, I'm just going to read you my own tweet. How is it that Bernie Sanders in 2016 won Indiana? I'd say that's outside of blue America, wouldn't you? Oklahoma, a red state. Idaho, a red state. Montana, a red state. North Dakota, a red state. Utah, red state. Kansas, red state. Nebraska, red state. Wyoming, red state. West Virginia, West state. Lost by a point or less than a point. Iowa, red state. Missouri, red state. Kentucky, red state. Colorado, purple state. Michigan, Wisconsin was a blue state. Now it's a red state. So, you know, it's one thing if you just are a greedy, greedy Wall Street sleazebag and you don't want Medicare for all because it would basically put the big pharmaceutical um, brands that you're invested in. I mean, this is why Third Way doesn't want Medicare for all, because all of the Wall, all these Wall Street think tanks, financiers, all of them, they all have massive, we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars in investment in big pharmaceutical companies. That's why they don't want a universal health care program in this country. So I'd rather them just be honest about it than put out this ridiculous, easily disprovable nonsense uh, about He's toxic out of, outside of blue America. Um, he won a whole lot of red states. Well, you could say, well, he won it in the Democratic primary. That doesn't mean he's going to win it in the general election. Well, all I know is an orange orangutan won in those red states running on being anti-free trade, 
not a Republican position historically, tr- getting out of all the wars, not a Republican position traditionally, on camera saying during the campaign, we need to provide universal health care and several other progressive positions. Of course, Donald Trump didn't mean a word of it, but a Republican, one in those red states, talking quite progressively on a lot of issues. So how is it that Bernie Sanders, who, by the way, beat an incumbent Republican in Vermont to become a congressman there before he was a senator, how is it that Bernie Sanders, who, by the way, if you look through his elections in Vermont, tends to do very well in rural conservative areas in Vermont, how is it that Bernie Sanders during the Iowa caucus in 2016 tended to do well in the most rural parts of Iowa and conservative areas? How is it that Bernie Sanders for years has done exceptionally well among independents? He beat Hillary Clinton in open primary states in 2016. So the facts are the facts, but they're trying to create, what does Kellyanne Conway say? Alternative facts. Oh, he's going to be toxic outside of blue America. I got news for you. As status quo has told you over and over again, there's a whole lot of Republicans who actually policy by policy are closet progressives. And you just got to speak their language. There's a whole lot of Republicans that like Bernie Sanders. There's a whole lot of independents. So then we have, we've already gone through third way writing these hit pieces, not steeped in fact. Uh, We have a super PAC that just dropped $700,000. That's just one super PAC. That's not Joe Biden's super PAC. Because middle class Joe, you know, union man Joe, he's got his own super PAC that's dropping money for him. And he pretends, well, I don't know anything about the super PAC. I didn't approve this. Yeah. Uh, Then you have our friend Jennifer Rubin uh, from the Washington Post, who, let me tell you something. Give it up for Jennifer Rubin. She takes the cake. She wins the award this go go around for Bernie derangement syndrome. I, I have seen at least 30 columns from Jennifer Rubin just dating back to the beginning of 2019, just destroying Bernie Sanders. What did Bernie ever do to you, Jennifer Rubin? Uh, And of course, this is what they're trying to do. Now they're trying to equate Bernie Sanders with Trump. They're trying to equate Bernie Sanders with Trump. So they write pieces like, oh, the the Trump-like Bernie campaign. And what's so incredible about this, what's so incredible about this is, I think I invented it last night, hopefully uh, nobody steals it, but this reverse psychology snowflakeism that's permeating, you know, the New York Times does a whole, however long that ridiculous story was, I didn't read the whole thing. Oh my God, Bernie Sanders supporters are so mean online. People, you know, uh, uh, members of the Democratic Party establishment are very concerned because people are writing mean things in their mentions. And oh God, really what this is about is the oligarchy, the corporate democratic establishment for the last 40 years has gone unchallenged and they like it that way. They don't want, they don't want to be challenged. So they continue to basically pretend that they're victims because the people on the bottom end of this, the people on the bottom end of that, the people on the bottom end of this that are being having their money, having their futures stolen from them for the last 40 years are finally fighting back. And yeah, sometimes it shows up kind of fierce in your Twitter.
Get over it. Get over it. You have not, these people that are crying out uh, in concern uh, and such concern about the civility on Twitter, on social media, uh, I don't hear them screaming about people working three jobs. I don't hear them worried and, and screaming about, you know, how vicious it is that people all over America are rationing their insulin. I don't hear them screaming about the planet on fire. I don't hear them screaming about people choosing to stay home, then go to a doctor, and then getting cancer and dying because they didn't catch it in time, but they didn't go because they can't afford it. So these people are so worried about the Bernie bros, even though he's got the most diverse coalition, including more women, by the way, in Bernie's coalition. They're so worried about people being mean to them online, not particularly worried about you know people dying in the streets. So... That's just a few. I don't, I don't need to read any more. Uh, I mean, there is like 25 new pieces an hour right now. But there's also something going on that I find very concerning, to say the least. And I'll be looking into this more when I go to Iowa uh, tomorrow. Apparently, uh, in Iowa and, New- and Nevada, they're using an app. They're using an app to transmit results caucus by caucus with less than two weeks until Iowans line up to cast the first votes to pick a Democratic presidential nominee. Party officials are reassuring voters that a new app used to report its caucus votes is secure. It's not clear if they are correct. The app will be used in the key caucus states of Iowa and Nevada by caucus managers, local registered Democrats who sign up to organize and run the process in each precinct to expedite the process, calculate and assign delegates and report results back quickly. The app will also be used in satellite voting locations across the country. What could go wrong, right? The questions about the app remain unanswered, including who developed it and whether it has been subject to independent security testing. Security experts say that the app is a potential target for early election interference, particularly since it is downloaded on to the personal phones of caucus managers. Oh, my God. Party officials say operational security presents them from disclosing specifics about the app. Oh, my Lord. This is this is like basically the United States government, essentially since killing John F. Kennedy. Jen, if you're watching, knows all about this. She's a she's addicted to the JFK conspiracy theories. Um, But they just classify what they want to hide and then say, well, we can't, we can't, can't unclassify it. We can't reveal that information, sources and methods. It will give the enemy, you know, a leg up. So we can't reveal the information. This is the same exact thing. We can't tell you who's developing the app because for security purposes. So I'm going to be honest with you. I've been running around like a dog all day. Jen has looked into this extensively. So let's get Jen, the co-founder of Status Coup, on the phone. I just want to let you know, Jen, I'm going to Iowa tomorrow. So I made a call. Yeah. I, I made a call and I, I spoke with an activist on the ground there who's kind of in the know, volunteer on Bernie's campaign, has been kind of feeding me information the last few weeks. So even though I'm not there, I'm in the know. Well, he said just last night, just last night, they did a test run, uh, like a test caucus, obviously not a real one, but um, he said among, among the several people there, not the app did not work for any of them. Wow. Five days, yeah. five days before Iowa, the app that the Democratic 
not the DNC, but the local state party of Iowa is right. using to transmit results is was not working uh, for, I believe, a couple dozen people who were in attendance last night. So could you break down for the audience, uh, like, you know, for dummies, why are they using this app? Is it the first time they're using this app? And what are the uh, red flags you're seeing in your research and reporting with this app? Sure. So as Jordan mentioned, we're going to get more into this, especially when, when he's on the ground. Um, what I can tell you about this app so far is that it is brand new. So Iowa, obviously, with, with the caucuses, what they have are precinct captains. So in the past, the precinct captains would make phone calls, and it would involve a lot of complicated math. Um, they would make phone calls to call into the state party to report results from that precinct. So that's kind of how it worked before. In 2016, however, Microsoft developed an app that they used uh, um, and reportedly 95% of precincts uh, actually reported their results through this app and it worked a lot faster. It, they were able to report results within four hours, so it kind of sped things up. So in 2016, they actually announced this, this kind of partnership and this app with Microsoft uh, well in advance. So it was pretty transparent. Uh, the security was, was kind of transparent, you know, as much as it could be. The developer, again, Microsoft was transparent. So they used that. And I need to dig into this more, but Bernie's campaign actually expressed some uh, concerns about that back then in 2016. Um, but that's what they used. That's, that's how things went in 2016. Obviously, we know um, and I believe that Bernie actually won Iowa, but that's a story for another day. Now, here we are in 2020. They have announced that Iowa, and actually Nevada as well, um, they're using a new mobile app. This time, they have not announced who the developer is, uh, who the vendor is at all. They have not announced the security um, protocols or, or vendors surrounding that either. So it is not transparent this time at all. Uh, this app is not used for voting. So again, this is a, a caucus. So the precinct captains will download this app to their personal phones. Their pers you know, you might be watching this on your, uh, your phone right now. They're going to, these precinct captains, these Democratic Party activists is essentially what they are, are downloading, downloading this new app, which we do not know who the vendor is. We don't know who has made this. We don't know who is in charge of the security surrounding this app. They're downloading it to their personal phones. So the, the party precincts or the, uh, the precinct captains will use this app that they've downloaded to report the results kind of in real time from the caucus sites and Jordan just reported that they've they're kind of testing this app right now um, it was previously reported uh, through the AP and others that the app was not going to be sent to precinct chairs until just before the caucus so it seems like that has started to happen now um, but before that there's no real testing done at these sites or by these precinct chairs so they they enter the data into this app, send it to the state headquarters. The data is then used to announce the unofficial winners of the caucus. The official, in quote, winners are not announced or fully certified until they're done through paper records, 
But really, as we all know, once the data starts to come in, <laughs> that's really um, that's really the ball game there. So this information is used to eliminate candidates along the way and and all that. We'll get in later reporting. We'll get into the full kind of caucus um, scenario because it does get very confusing, and we all need a refresher um, every election season. Um, so the Democratic Party officials say that they're taking security precautions. We don't know exactly what they are, but they assure us that there are backups and that if there are any errors, that they're, you know, they basically say, oh, yeah, we're on top of this. We've got this no matter what happens. They've also, these Iowa party officials say they have worked with a technical team at the national level of the DNC to vet developers and design security protocols. Oh, so they've worked at the DNC. I feel better about this. Yeah, right? Don't you feel better already? It gets, it gets better and better. So they've also conducted some app simulations and training ahead of time. Again, not with the, um, the actual people who are going to be using these, this app, but with Iowa officials to kind of um, get a feel for things beforehand. And they have done this through the Belfer Center at the Harvard Kennedy School of Government. This will become important in a bit. So remember that the Belfer Center at the Harvard Kennedy School of Government. So they're doing app simulations and training. This is what they did beforehand. They actually did not specify that they are doing, were doing these simulations and training with this specific app. <laughs> they said with an app. So um, I, that's really unclear reporting there um, from these officials. Uh, several people have spoken out that are, are election security experts, um, cybersecurity, digital security experts, they've spoken out against this app because nobody knows anything about it. Nobody knows who the vendor is, who the developers are, and anything could happen. There could be malware on personal phones. There could be, you know, spying software or, or something, you know, anything like that on these personal phones. There could be malware on the servers where this app is stored to, for download, um, hackers could enter in at any time. And even even if no hackers get in or, or you know, are able to penetrate these systems, there could be an issue of, of system overload. So there could be glitches. So I want to I, I want to I want to just clarify it for the audience because I sure. see a few comments. This app is not for actual voters to, to select their candidate. It's for right. it's for communicating to the state party the results. So yes, exactly. but but somebody said, oh, so it's only for communications. Well, yes and no. Technically, it's to communicate the results, but it really opens up the possibility of the results being hacked, the results being altered if not hacked and frankly to me i always start with common sense right if microsoft did it in 2016 i'm not a big fan of bill gates for a lot of reasons but you would think microsoft knows how to do the tech thing why did they switch to another company but they won't tell us who the company was so if there were these, well, you know, it could. It, to be clear, it could still be Microsoft. We just don't know. I, I think it's probably not still them. Well, if it was still Microsoft, there wouldn't be any news articles about it. There wouldn't be any hubbubaloo about it. They would just do it behind the scenes, like they did in 2016. They wouldn't have to make announcements. Am I wrong? Well, I think people would still want to know. You know, did Microsoft develop this new app? You know, so. 
I, I think that's neither here nor there. We just don't know who did it. And, and to me, the biggest issue here is, number one, there's no accountability. So even if you want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, all right, it's not, you know, Hillary Clinton in her basement with her private server controlling this, just saying, um, we don't know who the developer is. We don't know who the developer's funding comes from. We don't know if the developer of this app has other, uh, other has, has done other uh, services or products for the Democratic Party, for certain candidates. We don't know if the developer of this app is uh, part of NGP Van, who has basically a monopoly on uh, voter files and voter, you know, voting systems around this country. I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but the bottom line is there is no transparency on who is developing this app in Iowa and and Nevada. It's it's Nevada also. So yeah. what? And when the Democratic Party of Iowa, when asked, won't explain who it is and they say well we don't want to say who because it could give hackers or this and that a leg up to look into that company or developers the way they do things i mean that just doesn't pass the smell test to me i mean hackers don't particularly need to know who the developer is to figure out how to hack it am i I wrong no i think you're absolutely right i i think you know in their eyes in the eyes of these the the DNC, who is uh, overseeing this, or at least coordinating with this, and then the um, Iowa Democratic uh, Party state officials, they seem to think that this is a plausible explanation or reason. I I agree that it does not pass the smell test at all, and also you know, and, and experts agree as well. You know, there are election security experts who are up in arms over this, just out of fear that. Some anything could go wrong. That this could really mess with the results. I, I want to get into uh, some late late polls, latest polls. Excuse me. That if I were the Democratic Party establishment, I would be full on having a freaking seizure. I would be having a seizure if I'm the Democratic Party right now. So first of all, like I said earlier, Bernie's campaign raised 1.3 million dollars in 24 hours after a super PAC dropped 700,000. This is kind of unprecedented. Like, I think people have gotten kind of um, taken for granted how hard it is to raise small dollar money. Raising $1.3 million in a day from small dollar donations is incredible. Not just for Bernie Sanders, anyone who is able to do that. So when Bernie's support supporters are responding to the super PAC attacks, with more money than the actual plutocrats funding the super PACs, that spells a lot, that spells big trouble. Then you have new polls that have come out today in Iowa, excuse me. Here is Monmouth, who has been the worst poll of any of the polls. Monmouth has been the worst poll for Bernie Sanders. He always performs the worst in Monmouth polls. That's, that's within the margin of error in Iowa. According to Monmouth, And by the way, Monmouth, part of why it's been so bad for Bernie in Monmouth in particular is Monmouth is one of these polls that wildly oversamples older voters and undersamples younger voters. Bernie Sanders up three in Monmouth, down two to Biden, which is within the margin of error. That is bad news bears if you're Joe Biden. It's even worse for Buttigieg, the fact that he's down at 16. 
Another poll that if I was a plutocrat trying to hold on for dear life to my money, Bernie Sanders is up 13 points in Texas. Let, let that sink in, that visual. This is Texas Lycum poll, Lysum poll. He's up 13 points since the last time this poll went out in September. Biden down four. Warren down two. Bloomberg wasn't part of the poll in September. He's at nine. Bernie's within the margin of error in Texas, which, by the way, has a very, very big Latino population. Bernie Sanders is right now tied with Joe Biden among Latinos. He's crushing Biden among millennial Latinos. But overall, all ages Latinos, him and Biden are pretty much tied. Another Texas poll has Biden up a little bit more, but still, Bernie down by six. I want to show you Texas in 2016, the results, to show you what a big deal this is. Hillary Clinton beat Bernie Sanders 65% to 33. She won by 32 points in Texas. That's why Hillary Clinton, uh, well, in addition to the rigging and the theft of the election, uh, that's why Hillary Clinton won the nomination. She cleaned up in the South. Uh, in the early part of the electorate, in the early part of the primary in 2016. And the South had so many delegates that it was very difficult for Bernie Sanders to come back. You're talking Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, um, Texas, uh, and, and many other Southern states, South Carolina, obviously. Well, if Bernie Sanders, honestly, if Bernie Sanders even loses by six points in Texas, Joe Biden needs to clean up in these states in terms of delegates. He has to run up the margins like Hillary Clinton did in 2016. But if if Bernie Sanders in Texas is within, in this poll, two points, in this poll, six points, the, the, the difference in delegates is going to be so negligible if you're Joe Biden. You're not going to get enough additional delegates than Bernie Sanders to be up enough to really put Bernie Sanders away. And why I think you're starting to see states that most people do not generally associate with going towards a progressive, we're talking about Texas, is the politics is a, um, politics is a, a domino effect. So you see Bernie Sanders surging in Iowa. That surge in Iowa has correlated with New Hampshire. New Hampshire, you see Bernie going up in Nevada as well. Well, Nevada and Texas are similar voting demographics. Not, I mean, obviously, Texas is a much more conservative state than Nevada. But the point is, they have a lot of Latinos in Nevada, and they have a lot of Latinos in Texas. They actually have more Latinos in Texas than Nevada because Texas is a much bigger state population-wise than Nevada. So potentially, obviously, the Democratic Party is trying to make sure this does not happen. But there is a scenario, follow me for a second, there is a scenario where Bernie Sanders could win Iowa, he could then win New Hampshire by, right now it looks like Bernie Sanders, if it were held today, would win New Hampshire by minimum four to five points, which in a field with this many candidates, four to five points is, is kind of like a blowout <laughs> uh, when you have five or six candidates, right? If he wins Iowa, if he wins New Hampshire, He's heading into Nevada with a lot of momentum. If he wins Nevada, well, as Bernie has gone up in Nevada, 
He has also gone up in Texas because, like I just said, the demographics of the two states are very, very similar. So Bernie Sanders does not need to win the state of Texas. He doesn't need to come in first place. But again, on the actual math, the, the, the actual math, Joe Biden has to win these states, South Carolina, Texas. He needs to win them not only just for optics, but he needs to win them by a sizable amount or he's not going to get enough delegates to really run away with the nomination. So as great as it would be if you're a progressive for Bernie to actually win a state like Texas, again, it's basically it's basically a win for Bernie if he comes within five or six points in Texas because it will stop Biden from running away in terms of the delegates. So this is definitely something we need to watch. And these polls that come out favorably for Bernie today come also based on the same time as some of the polls I showed you yesterday. Another poll that has tended not to be good for Bernie this entire campaign season has been Quinnipiac. Well, he's down nationally in Quinnipiac 5 now, which is the best he's done in a Quinnipiac poll. So tell you what, Bernie is, he's got the momentum right now. And honestly, the only way that Bernie Sanders is going to be stopped, I personally don't think flooding the airwaves five to six days before Iowa, like Biden super PAC flooding the airwaves, um, um, this Israel group flooding the airwaves. I don't personally think, I don't think that's going to make a big difference five or six days before the Iowa caucus. If you wanted to, you know, just torpedo the airwaves, the time to do that was like two to three weeks ago. I don't know how much of an effect that has five to six days before, because you got to know if you live in these states, people are at this point tuning out the ads. They can't even watch television without hearing from Michael Bloomberg 200 times, Tom Steyer 200 times, Biden, Bernie. At this point, people's minds it's not all of their minds are made up because obviously a lot of the polling shows people are still, there's a lot of people still undecided, subject to change, whatever. But I don't think ads have as much of an effect days before a caucus than they do weeks or months before. So I think the only way they're going to stop Bernie Sanders right now is two things. If within three or four days, something really salacious comes out that they're sitting on, I don't see that happening because he's been in public life for 40 years. I've said, you know, I expect them. They'll probably start with the communist stuff or, you know, that he said nice things about Fidel Castro and the Soviet Union. There might be that. Again, I don't see that having a major effect, but we'll see. Um, But what what, what I don't, what I do think, could potentially affect things is what Jen and I were talking about earlier. If there's shenanigans, because to be clear, if you're confused by the app, the app is not like exit polls. I saw somebody talk about that. The app is not uh, an app that shows exit polls. The app takes the results caucus by caucus and sends those results to the state party. So in the past, people, you know, the results were phoned in, you know, uh, caucus leaders would call the state party and give them the results caucus by caucus. This is not, this is basically replacing that. So the results will go up, be uploaded to the app for the state party to bring in the results and see who wins. 
So it's not an exit poll. It's, it's literally the results. An exit poll is, you know, kind of a, categor- a categorized explanation. What were the top issues voter to voter? So that is not uh, what this is. This is basically the, the communication of the results, which could be hacked, which could be altered. And like Jen said, when people are having to download it on their personal phones, that does not seem, that does not seem, uh, that does not seem so safe. 